I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another edition of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Um, couple things real quick before we get into episode 133, which was a crazy one. Um, we have a new sponsor over here. Um, as I announced the last time, uh, the podcast is, is sponsored by Generation Records, which is uh, down on Thompson Street down in the West Village in New York City. Amazing record store. Um, so if you're ever in the city or, you know, feel like grabbing a record, a shirt, anything, uh, check out Generation Records and follow them on Instagram at Generation Records. And go to Facebook and uh, just type in Generation Records and you'll find them. But... um yeah, they're a dope record store. They've been around forever, and they're last of a dying breed. And, uh, yeah, they are cool partners with uh, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, and I'm grateful to have them on. They're uh, a bunch of good guys in there, so support Generation Records. And the new sponsor, um, I've been using these guys on and off for... Shit, over 10 years now. Um, I had a couple of little clothing lines here and there, and my girlfriend used them for a thing that she was doing. And I, I, I've always, not just because they're a sponsor now, but I've always recommended these guys. Um, it's, uh, well, Guy, uh, the, the guy that I'm, that I, uh, work with, his name is Steve McCarthy. But, uh, New Republic screen printing, ladies and gentlemen. New Republic screen printing. They also do embroidery, vinyl stickers, buttons, all of that. And like I said before, just because they're my, they're a sponsor now does not mean that's not the reason why I recommend them. I recommend them to everybody. First of all, there's no screen setup fees. Um, there's no you know th- there's no fees like that. Um, and if you have your order delivered to a commercial address, like your job or something, it's free. UPS ground shipping free. So you can order 10,000 shirts and get fucking 50 boxes delivered and it's free. That right there is ridiculous. Um, they usually have like a two to three week turnaround time. Um, just, I mean, if you, if you go to their website, which is new Republic they have a catalog of hundreds of hundreds of different things that you can get things printed on. Any kind of brand t-shirt, hoodies, sweatshirts, everything. You name it, they can do it. Embroidery, all of that. So check out New, Rep- New Republic Printing on Instagram, at New Republic Printing. Same thing on Facebook. And follow them on Twitter at NRepublicPrint. All right? Go to their website, NewRepublicPrinting.net. Check them out. If you have, like, I mean, anything from sports teams to horror conventions to your local businesses, anything that you need, contact these dudes. Because you, I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm reading off of something and I'm just, I'm not, I'm just talking here. But for real, they're outstanding. So smarten up, all right? Stop paying for all these screen setups and this and that and this and that paying charging you to ship shit fuck all that newrepublicprinting.net tell them that Jimmy Ferrari from the Brooklyn Blast Furnace sent you and that's it and that's all all right thank you to both of my sponsors and if anyone's listening who has a small business see that's another thing the two sponsors that I have on this podcast are small, independent, family-owned businesses. You know what I mean? 
support the small businesses. So if anybody has a business like that and you want to contact me, I don't charge anything. It's like we can work out a little deal, something or whatever. Nothing crazy at all. Nothing crazy. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor or if you know of a bigger company that you want me to sponsor over my podcast network, that I will disperse whatever deal that we, you know, whatever we do, we can disperse it over over nine podcasts that I have on this network. I would like to do that because I did start this 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 independent podcast network and try to help out small podcasts like this. You know, um, I would love to do something like that with Generation and, and New Republic and spread like the wealth, but I can't do that over nine podcasts and one of the podcasts are located overseas. So there's no way for me to like, I don't know, to, to, to make that happen. You know what I mean? So if there's a bigger business that, would even consider becoming a sponsor for Doc Satellite Media, then I'm absolutely 100% welcome to do that. Um, also, if you're listening and you own a small business and you don't want to necessarily promote or, or be a sponsor of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, check out Doc Satellite Media on Instagram and on Facebook. There's a there's um, a group and on Twitter it's Dark Satellite M1. You can check that out and you could look at all the podcasts that are on that network. And if you want to help out and sponsor one of those guys, please do. I'm not looking for things just for myself over here. Okay. Um, there's some podcasts over there that do some really great shit. So just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So with all of that said, um, be forewarned. If you don't like obnoxious, loud, but it's all jokes. It's all made in a joking way. So Billy Milano from SOD and MOD is my guest, along with the other members of MOD. All right. We filmed, we, we, we recorded in St. Vitus Bar. Um, they played a show the other night. It was a band called The Great Lie. And MOD, and they did a split set. They did a half MOD set and a half SOD set, and it was fucking great. And beforehand, me and Billy, we we ate Mexican food, and we were bullshitting. And he told me, he's like, you know, he's not doing any podcasts, no interviews, no nothing. They were about to go on a 30-show run off to Europe and stuff. He's not doing any interviews, no podcasts, no nothing. But the drummer for the band had hit me up like four days before they were playing and asked me, if I wanted to do a podcast with the entire band. So, of course I will. Um, Billy Milano is legendary. So, so with that, here is episode 133 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace with Billy Milano and the rest of the guys from MOD. Later. We're rolling anyway. Let's go, brother. We're, we're rolling. Um, episode 133 of the fucking Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Recording live from St. Vitus Bar here in Manhattan. No, we're in Brooklyn. Manhattan Avenue. Yeah, Manhattan Avenue. Yeah. Billy Milano and the rest of the band will be gonna... will be coming in in drips and drabs. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, as you do your guest list. Listen, the way this guy fucking wrote, it looks like he's shopping in a fucking fiesta market in Mexico. <laughs> is, is that like what it looks like? chicken scratch. Who the fuck writes like this? I don't know. Like It's like serial killer writing. No? I don't fucking know. Somebody from the Howard Stern show is going to be here? Who's yeah, that? High-pitched Eric? I don't know who that is. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> oh, look at that. You already got... Oh, it's like a beautiful thing. Prepare for class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's you, right? Plus one. Yeah, that's me. Plus one. Right, what's your wife's name? Nikki. N-I-C-K or N-I-K-K-I. That's it. That's it. And it's, what's the last name, Ferrari? Yeah, throw, throw a little Ferrari on there. That's it. You don't need Cat, she's here? Yes. Shout out to Katarina. I've never seen people do that. What? You go, your wife is here with you, and right. you have you write their name down on the guest list. Come on, man. Come on. Get your shit together. Right, smart up. What's up, brother? Nah, nothing much. How you doing? How Dude. you feeling? We just had a nice little, little couple, little uh, nice plate of food next door. 
Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I try to eat very healthy for health for health reasons specifically. Right. But uh, very rarely do I find myself up north and finding good Mexican food, which is not uh, not the norm. Right. You know. It was delicious. No. Yeah, it was very good until we drank that delicious drink we were drinking. Yes. And you're like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, uh, okay. You're counting calories. Listen, and carbs. <laughs> that thing was so had so much fucking sugar in it. It was like diabetes in a fucking drink. Yeah, it's all right. You can put a little pep in your stuff for your set time. Yeah, well, well, you know, put a little fucking pep in my heart for my heart attack. Right. So what's going down, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, good. I'm glad to see that. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tell my full attention to you as I'm typing to my. Bass player to get these fucking guest list turned in. All right, and get the other rest of the, rest of the band in here. Yeah, you know what? Why don't you just pause it and I'll run in. All right, I'm gonna can pause you do it. That? Yeah, of course I can. Right. I'm gonna unpause it, but good. Mikey's over there getting his little drum stool. Oh, you're gonna look all sorts of small sitting here next to us. <laughs> yeah, you all sit over here. You sit you, there. You can't I'll see me. On. You can't see me behind the drums anyway. No. There you go. Sit over here, Mike. There all you right. go. Sit right over here. Just try to get as close as to Mike. Get as close as you can, but not to the food. Right. I don't want to part on the food. Joe Affy brought that. That's Joe like cannolis and bear claws and shit. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Shout out to fucking Joe Affy, Maximum Penalty. All right, all right, all right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Metal McAffenstein. Right, Mike, introduce yourself. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, my name's uh, Michael Adiano. Stage name Mike Fury, I guess. <laughs> all right. <laughs> From New Braunfels, Texas. Um, born in Houston. And... Um, yeah, here I am. Drummer for MOD. Drummer for MOD. Thank you for reaching out to me and, and asking me if I would be down to do an interview with you guys. Yeah, yeah. man. Actually, was, I was like, absolutely. Why, why, why would I want to pass that up? Yeah. I mean, thanks for responding back. <laughs> absolutely. No doubt, man. I, I try to be as easy as possible. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Fuck yeah. Just like Billy. Oh, I'm so fucking... What's the matter, Billy? I'm just so fucking easy to get along with. It's people who don't get along with me are cunts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's because they don't have the fucking brains to sit down and have a conversation. There you go. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe that's that's the... I hate saying it. It sounds so fucking hacky, but that's the time we're living in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's the fucking truth. You know. Listen, people are retarded today. Oh, uh, people are retarded. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. You know that. Oh, I say it all the time. Oh, so do I. Like that girl... What you've done? You stole my childhood. Oh, how dare you! How dare you! <laughs> how about this? Suck my cock, you retarded-looking Swedish cunt! <laughs> dare you make me suck your cock? Oh, we have the Billy Milano show. It's <laughs> so annoying, dude. The it's best a- is the month. The, I have a her sitting around eating all the food on the train. I. Have, couple of kids on a bicycle chasing her, it's great. <laughs> I'm the most politically brutal prick oh, yeah. in New York hardcore. Right. Because I'm the only guy that reads in New York hardcore. <laughs> but that's just the truth. <laughs> Yo, let's take it back. As before, before when we were eating, I was saying, like, tonight you're doing a half and half set, right? This is true. This is true. See, I'm glad I have a little bit of my facts together. Actually, Rob spilled the beans on Facebook before. But oh, he did, huh? Yeah, you know, commenting and shit. Yeah, he'll be in here soon. Hopefully, I'm sure he is. Yeah, but he was like, he's, he said, "Well, I have to sell merch." I said, "Well, just pop in and listen." Say he ain't selling merch. He's looking at his wife. There you go. <laughs> My wife looked like that. I look at it too. Well, once again, shout out to Cat Marino. Hey, I, I think she on, Insta, on Instagram. Her name is I eat spaghetti with my hand. That's it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So we were eating before, and I was like, you know what? Like, I, I don't really think about this all the time, but since I'm talking to you, I'm like, you know, the last time I saw SOD was at the live at Budokan show in 92 at the Ritz. Right. With Morbid Angel and the Which is actually front. Studio 54. Correct. It wasn't the Ritz on 11th Street, but we did play that place as well. No. Yeah, we played the Ritz on 11th Street well, with Motorhead the, the, and, William, and Wendy Williams. Right. Well, I'm talking about the one where you jumped off the yeah, that's PA. 1994. Yeah, that's... That uh, wasn't 94. Well, what year was it? was it? 92. All right. That was 92. <laughs> what it is that these fucking people in New York... Damn it, right? It was 92! <laughs> As I'm standing here smelling fucking cannolis, Julie. <laughs> right. You're no absolutely. happy's waiting for me to cut the rope. <laughs> you're right. the cake. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> I did just sound like that, you asshole. Yeah, you look, it was 92. It was 92. It's <laughs> 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 Yeah, man, it was a sick show. Yeah, now, 
I have to I have to ask this though, even though I don't do fucking interview questions and shit, we just bullshit. What the fuck made you fucking jump off of the PA, you uh, sick fucking uh, bastard? Uh, uh, because, <laughs> because that is the iconic thing. It is. It's like you think about SLD at the rich and you think about you maniac. Stealing the show with again. A with a fucking skull mask on with a cigar flipping into the crowd. And yeah. not a small guy. No. I think I was about 270 at that point, 260. Yeah. I was really lean, but I was... Back completely into powerlifting. Right. So I've been a lifter my whole life. I've lifted weights. Right. I even try, I go pick 400 pounds up. Right. But I was going into that dress room, and I remember we talked about possibly doing this show, and I had already left MOD at that point and put it on the shelf for a little bit till I could become, you know, ready to write more music. And we had talked to Johnny Z about this, and I said, fuck it, I'll do it. Why not? Right. And of course, we were playing with a Gnostic front and Morbid Angel, which is, and, which is amazing. Yeah, but uh, and in New York City at the Rich, which made it even greater. Yeah, but uh, I remember uh, walking in, as I remember this correctly. I walked in to Studio Fifty Four, and they things are set up. They're set up on stage. They're doing their thing. They're getting ready to do a sound check. And I go up, and of course there's nobody there but me. I go up to the dressing room, and I hear Charlie and Scott talking about how they want to make sure that everybody understands that Anthrax is S.O.D., not Danny Loker and Billy Milano. Well, I hate to break it to Scotty and, and his fucking bald, stupid Jew head. I am fucking S.O.D. because you were a bullet belt wearing fucking bitch until I got into that band. And when I told the guys from the Crumb Suckers when we did the S.O.D. release party that... Uh, that the shorts that the crumb suckers wear, they should wear on stage because I wear them on stage <laughs> with the psychos when I played. Right. And uh, I played bass. And I said, I was thinking of Long Island. I think of Long Island and the crumb suckers. I think of the beach and fun. You should do it. And then the next thing I know, Anthrax was doing it. Scott Ian knows a good idea when he steers one. So <laughs> he's not my friend by any means. Right. But I went up in that dressing room with the anticipation that they were going to be civil because they're cunts. And I heard them talking to the dog, going, talking about how we have to show and prove to everybody that we are SOD and not Billy Milano. And but that Danny doesn't even make fucking sense. Listen, here, you're talking about Charlie Benante, ready? And I'll only be specific about this on this one event, and we're going to move on. Charlie is a fucking woman with sand in her pussy. End of story. I have never met a more evil, contrite, fucking arrogant twat in all my life. Scott Ian is a fucking blood-sucking piece of shit liar. And the disrespect to the fans has gotten to the point where it's egregious to me. And I will not accept it. Right. Uh, and at that particular moment, I would go, I went into that show with open eyes and open heart. Like I always do when I start things. Right. And you have to fuck up bad to piss me off. Right. But when you piss me off, it's done. You get you earned it, nigga. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, I didn't make you fucking say those stupid things and treat fans like shit. Yeah. You did it on your own. Yeah. You don't do that with me on stage, motherfucker. Right. So I heard them talking to the wall saying they got to prove to everybody that I'm nobody and they're everybody. And I first thing I needed to do, I needed to do was to prove to them that they're my backing band. Right. And so when I got on stage, I went to where the king goes, to the top of the fucking mountain, <laughs> like fucking Moses talking to fucking Israel. Right. Oh, woe unto you, Israel. Just like As it. I'm looking at Scotty, and you've sinned a great sin against me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I drove off that PA and stole the show. Everybody knows it. The world sees it, and that's it. But the best part about it was this. After the show, I walked up by their dressing room, and all I could hear is Charlie and Scott talking about, they're never going to talk about anything other than that dive down. That was great. And you know what? And they're true. They were right. That's probably the only time they've ever been right. Because <laughs> when, I think SO, when I think SOD, period, one of the first things, obviously, is the record cover, and then I think you jumping off that. Yeah, hey, let me explain something to you about just that specifically. Sure. I'm the one that came up with the name Stormtroopers to Death as the name of the band. Right. Scott wanted to call it the Diseased because Anthrax had just done spreading the disease. Gotcha. Like, we are the disease. Gotcha. And I said to them, look, I ain't no fucking disease. I right. ain't got a disease. Right. Let's call the band Stormtroopers of Death because it was part of the song. And I go, cool, we'll call the record the disease. And I go, what didn't you hear? 
right. if you really want to do something, let's call this record Speak English or Die, because everyone will be like, fuck yeah. Right. And of course, it was legendary to say it, right. because that guy's got no brains and no balls, and I'm all balls and right. all brains. They All of it. All of it. I'm wrapped up in a nice, adorable little Total bearded package. bow. I'm tired of... Total package. <laughs> or as Scott Sargent would say to me, the turtle package. The turtle package. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, I mean, look. I, we tried to do reunions before. I wanted to do one for Cuz Joe, because Cuz Joe's real. Yeah. And I went to the Shout black, out to Cousin Joe. Yeah, I went out to, to, uh, to the Black and Blue Bowl. Yeah. They made us a very nice offer, and I wanted to accept it. And I went to accept it, and then Anthrax's tour machine kicked in, and I was just like, no. And at uh, that point, it pretty much kills every reunion we've tried. Right. Because they just don't give a fuck about the fans. Right. And so, I'd rather not. Look, I love my my band. Yeah. Mikey's my brother. Right. You know, Jason's becoming my brother, and Rob Machete is a brother from an old mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're adults. We have mutual respect for each other. Yeah. I'm teaching Mike the business to help me facilitate more of it. Right. But more importantly, I find myself... Wasn't my, that Jason? I don't know. I find myself... They all look the same to me. You gotta get in here. <laughs> Listen, I also... I find myself... You can grab Jason if you want. You text him. Yeah, and grab Rob, too. No, Rob's he's looking at his girlfriend. Yeah, well, tell him to come in for a second. Because uh-huh. I, I want to ask him about M.O.D. And I wanted to pick uh-huh. his brain a little bit about propane. Sorry. Okay. All right, there you go. He don't want to do that. Oh, sorry. I'm going to do it anyway. All right, there you go. Fuck what, is he going to be offended? He's like a big dude with a beard and a bald head. He's going to be offended. <laughs> Sounds just like me, right? It's true. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> he looks like fucking John Luke Picard, the evil version of John Pickard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. Uh, again, it was all good. I, I'm, I'm much happier with MOD, and I think I've said it before. I even said it in the New York Hardcore Chronicles yes. when they interviewed me for the ten questions. Sure. Shout out to Drew Stone. Oh, Drew's good. Drew's the best. Here's the thing. In all really honesty. Is. My whole thing is, if I'm going to do anything with the time I have in my life, especially with the, with the waning of my vitality and my later years, I want to utilize it with people I respect. Right. And I don't respect those guys. I mean, I respect them as musicians. Sure. But I don't respect those guys. Right. And so why would I want to spend time with them? Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's not like I'm sitting around going, I hope they call me. Right. They don't. Right. And when they call me, I hang up on them. Right. Well, you're on a nice little run here. I mean, how many how many shows on the uh, on this little like run? Thirty almost, or something. Twenty seven total. Yeah. How many did you play so far? Tonight's the first one. Tonight's the first one. You're yeah, kicking it off. Yeah, you were doing yeah, three we're here, and then we're flying to Europe. Beautiful. Yeah. And Europe's always a fucking beautiful. Yeah. Place. Look, and you, everyone can see our shit. You go to MilanoMosh.com. That's yes. my website. Yeah. And it's all free. Everything's down there. Oh free. yeah. Video, audio, all that shit. Yeah. Come say hi on the MOD page. Yeah. That's awesome. whatever. And you guys, guys have an Instagram page too, right? Yeah, he yes. does that shit. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> but, you know, th- nowadays, you yeah. know, yeah. Gotta, gotta stay active. You do. You know? So active. Do more in one day. Here's me shitting. Oh, it's the worst. I and then, fucking hate it. Listen, that. I get more pictures of me taking a crap. Yeah. You know, I'm going to yeah. do a fucking calendar. Billy Milano, I'm the shit. Yeah, why it's not? It's going to be me shitting on every page. <laughs> it would be, it would fucking, it would fly off the shelves. Yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> it would fly off the shelves in a do not show bin. That's right. I'd buy one. Buy <laughs> well, I would. I absolutely would. So with Mike, Mike Fury, what's your deal? You, have you been in any bands before MOD? Uh, yeah. And how did you get recruited by this fucking... Half an animal. <laughs> well, check this out. Um, oh, we have little it, small little bakery boxes with the old school red and white tie. Oh, this is man, some real New York yeah. shit right here. <laughs> Look at that. I was like, I thought they were in the holiday spirit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, smell that. Look. Smell it. Oh, my God. Go. Oh, he's That's puffing. Because <laughs> I'm giving it CPR that, to make the smell puff out of the one little hole. Oh, fucking, my God. That's fucking like diabetes in a box. It is. It <laughs> That's why Italian women smell their pussy. smell beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, all the school All the school you dealt. All right. So, <laughs> What ba- were you in any other bands before MOD? Yeah, yeah, man. I have I have a band called uh, In Disgust back home, uh, and then I joined uh, a band, uh, a couple of bands actually out of Houston, uh, called uh, Ones That Want to Live. Uh, another band called Pride Kills, uh, and then another band called Die Young. Okay. Um, you know, so I started, you know, getting real active in the scene, man, like in the early two thousands, mid two thousands, right? All right. And then um, 
Billy, uh, you know, heard word about me through uh, Bitter End, a uh, hardcore band out of sure. San Antonio, you know. Yeah, M.O.D. was on tour with Bitter End, Shai Hulud, and Matball back Sick. in, uh, I was thinking of what, like 2008, 2009, uh-huh. right? So, back. I remember yeah. like I was getting a van that day. Back in New back. York. Back in 2008, back. 2009. Back then. This was during the MySpace Ooh, days, you know. That's this, crazy. This, this is when I heard about, right. This is when I heard about, uh, heard from Billy, and then, um, and then uh, 2012, I get a text out of nowhere. Billy's like, I'm looking to start up MOD again. Are you in? Um, dude, I didn't even like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not even a second. You I'm gotta like, be yep. a jerk job to say no. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. And then right there, we hit it off. We've been playing together ever since. It was 2013. Nice. Yeah. Would you would you just put out? Did you put? Would you would you put out with you on MOD record? Uh, the the, 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 the most broken American. Yes. Yeah. You have it. I do have it. He's the yeah. drummer. Sick. Yeah. He's the only guy that's on the record that's in the band. Yeah. Like okay. The guitarist was session works guys. Okay. And the bass player was a session guy. Nice. So. I was yeah. like, Mike, if I'm going to do anything, I'm sticking with my drum. Right. Because he's got heart, and he means it. There you go. Leave it around. And he's not a dick. Right. Unlike my drummer from S.O.D., who's a twat. <laughs> I just mentioned he's got sand in his pussy. Did I you did. Sand in a pussy. <laughs> I didn't mention that, did I? You did. All right. You made it very, very... I must have two times. Very, very... Couple, two, three times. Two, three times. Yes. Where's Rob? Can you want to go grab these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go go grab it. Say enough yeah. with the excuses. Listen, Just come in and talk for a couple of minutes. We're not yeah. gonna hold you hostage. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, there's, there's a show that has to go on. Eagle. You know what are you eating? Oh, you're eating a nice fucking. Is that an eggplant? Hey, look, this winter's coming, brother. Oh, that's fucking brutal, dude. What's the matter with you? <laughs> show is showing me uh, undesirable photographs from his phone, this Mr. Malone guy. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Fuck it, everybody. Hey, listen. Listen, that fucking lady's bush was so thick it had a shrubbery fucking note on it. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Look at that, though. Look at that, though. Yeah, listen, everyone gets... Hey, everybody, just shout out to the chocolate eggplant I'm about to eat from Brooklyn from Joe Affy. Maximum penalty and maximum waistband pressure right now. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Affy. That's fucking... Oh, it's amazing. Is it? Yeah, I would chub this up Oprah's ass and eat it sideways. Would you? See, I would eat, I would throw See, that would never even cross my mind. Oh, I'd rub this all over Oprah's ass. She could do Pilates for two hours and I'd rub this shit on and lick what, her Is up. that what you would do? It's with that, that good. Is that what you would really do? I'd make her wear the shit you wore in color purple <laughs> oh with a fucked up eye. I'd slap my cock against her face. <laughs> that fucking animal. You hear me, Oprah? <laughs> I will that? shove an eggclair up your cunt <laughs> and I will chew on it after you do Pilates. And you don't even got a shower. Ah, see, you see, this is like unnecessary. You know that that chick's pussy probably smells great with that kind of money she's got. Oh, it smells really nappy. It, ne- it never crossed my mind. I'd fuck Oprah. Would you? Yeah, but I'd make her put the color purple makeup on when she's all beat up. <laughs> to rub my dick on her nose. <laughs> He's talking yeah, about, what's go. up, bro? He's talking about Oprah. Oh, I'd fuck Oprah right in her ass. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, you would too, huh? Absolutely. You're Just a sick look. bastard. I go, and when I was done, I go, I want a new car! <laughs> right? I would doctor fill her ass with semen. Oh! Right. <laughs> Rob Machetti, what's up, man? What's up? Yeah, no what's fun. up, punk? Uh, Mike's like, Billy's back there talking shit that you're hanging out with your wife. Get back there and do the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I said, oh, he's listen, everyone already knows. You know, but he didn't say anything nasty or not, or not, no. or not nice. But I'm Kat's just saying, if my wife looked like that, if I had a wife, yeah. she looked like that, I'd hang out with her, too. Right. Cat's waiting for an apology, though. No. And <laughs> then I kidding. also shouted out Cat's Instagram. Listen, like I'm, spaghetti I'm, too, with my I'm too busy eating cannolis, dude. I know. I Don't fuck with me. All right. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. It's great to be back after 20-something years. With yeah? Him. Last show was 94 with him. Really? Yeah, yeah. No shit. So this is the first night back since 94? No, we did two. We did uh, Dallas and Illinois. Okay. Um, but, you know, last time I played New York with Billy was the limelight, uh, December of 94, open for propane. Yes. Really? Yeah. 
That's so you know what? That's fucking funny because I, yes, I know that you were, we were in propane and I saw propane at the limelight. That's, that's where we opened for that. But I don't think you were playing with oh, MLB. You know you, who the fuck was that? I don't, I remember propane. They headlined on the Truth Hurts and then, and then we played there. No, they did not headline on the Truth Hurts. Well, no, 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 not with us. I'm yeah, saying okay. before that, I saw that show there too. All right. They played there. Were you a regular one? That was like Women that? Trip opening for them. Uh, I don't remember. No, I don't remember. I don't talk. Right, but, uh, yeah, it was a Sunday night thing. Yeah, yeah Rock and Roll Church, of course. <laughs> Are you originally from You know, I used to remember all this. Remember that place, the Rural Limelight? Of course. You remember the downstairs backstage entrance? Absolutely. The guy in the pink tank top, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel? That was the original bouncer there. You know, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. He used to go down there. I'd go down there, and he'd have his pink tank top. I'd go like this. Hi. He goes, hi, Billy. You're on Nikki's list tonight. And I'd go right in. It's the total fuck I swear on my mother. Who the fuck would lie about that? How do you make shit up like that? I don't know. You just how can I make shit up about Charlie Benante's sandy pussy? You would just go on a rampage about Oprah Winfrey doing well, that's a different story. Well, that's something about I do. And a fucked up eye from Color Purple. Well, listen, I'd oh fuck the shit out of her with that makeup on. Oh my god, right. I'd wipe my cum up with the hundred dollar bills. Listen, I'd be like this. <laughs> I'll be like Oprah now, bend over now, honey, give it to me. <laughs> oh my god, stab it right in the fucking brown leather ho- Oreo. Talk white to me, Oprah. Talk white. Wow, wow. <laughs> I fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> she is. She's You're Puerto Rican, though, right? Yeah, but she's the that, whitest, You can get away with it. She's the whitest black person on the planet. All right. Ah, unless he has a Obama black, did a pretty a good job. Yes, then all of a sudden listen, he pulls out the Listen, <laughs> Barack Obama was pretty white. He was. That guy bounced a basketball, rode a bike, and threw a fucking baseball like a 12-year-old girl. Nice. Nice <laughs> president. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your story, pal? Um, nothing. Billy broke me in the business in 1992. I was in a band mutilation. All right. <clears throat> right. You know, a thrash band put out a record when I was 21. Okay. And it was going nowhere, but it got me in the door. All right. And I'm in Traxxas Studios where he recorded uh, Rhythm of Fear. And that's the reason I went there. Because okay. I heard that record and I thought, we got to go there. Yeah. And then I played bass on that record. Steve okay. Evans was the producer yeah. of our thing, and he, was, he already produced Billy. So Steve Evans actually said... We just did this MOD record. He doesn't have a bass player. He'd be perfect for it. Right. I said, what do I got to do? He goes, learn every SOD song and every MOD song. So SOD had Speak English or Die. MOD had three albums out at the time. Right. So I just learned everything before I even met him. Sure. And then we got together once. We didn't have the drummer yet. And he said, play this. Play it. Play that. Played it, and he goes, all right, now we got to find the drummer. <laughs> I was like... That was that simple. Yeah, it was right. like, I made sure, I didn't give him any margin for error, any reasonable doubt. Like, I looked the part, I was hungry, and, uh, you know... Yeah, I wasn't, and there you go. My way wasn't working, so I was willing to deal with this lunatic. Right. I'm like, he, he, you know, he, he has a lot of enemies, but he clearly has way more friends than me, because he had a million sales... And probably a million and a half record sales before I even joined. Right. And I think I sold maybe 10,000 records. So I'm like, I'm going to yeah. do things his way. Yeah. And, and just shut the fuck up and learn. Yeah. And, and from him on, my the bar raised. If you heard a mutilation record by playing and then you hear the MOD record, it's light years away and I never went back. And yeah, you always go struggled. forward. You know, the propane kind of had the same, other than the alcohol, they had the same work ethic. But right. Um, from those two bands on, I struggled to try to instill the same morals of a band. Ethics. Ethics, whatever. But, it, you know, you're dealing with guys who never did it. It's just such a fucking struggle. So for 20 years, I tried to get my own bands where MLD was and propane were. Sure. And I couldn't do it because I was bringing my friends along for the ride. Right. They don't make good employees. Right. They don't want to be, they don't want their friend to be their boss. Right. They don't want to take orders from the guy who has actual credentials. And people who don't have credentials mock the guy who does. Sure. And resent the guy who does. So when Billy offered this again, I'm like, you know what? I tried my way. My projects have been passion projects. And they were good. Some of my best work has gone unnoticed, but that's good. Right. This is one I'm the most known for is being in this band, and right. I welcomed it. Because as soon as I got back, the first rehearsal sounded better than any band I've done in 20 fucking yeah, years. Yeah, we've only rehearsed. And we rehearsed numerous times with these other bands, and they would forget the material, and 
it was it was a mess. And I, I, I jam. I, I go, hi Mike, I'm Rob. Hi Jason, I'm Rob. We played. Yeah. We could have done a show the fucking first yeah, day we were done together. A show. That's weird because because I would think that that a band like an established band that a touring band who was still actually touring would be propane. I wouldn't think that it would be that way. Propane wasn't like that. They were. It was every band I did after after that. After that. Gotcha. I tried to get my own bands to propane MLD level. Right. And failed miserably because I was doing mercy fucks. I wasn't doing auditions. I was grabbing my friends who I felt sorry for. Yeah. And hoping that they could achieve. And they all resented me for trying to help them and having the ability to help them. And then I said, you know what? I played this room a year ago opening for Life of Agony. Okay. I'm back with Billy a year later headlining. So, and those guys are fucking home watching fucking the Flintstones. Right. So, fuck them. Yeah, em. fuck them. <laughs> so you want to talk about anything about propane or not? It was cool. It, it, it was. was what, what, how many records did you record with them? Two and a two, half. Two and a half. Yeah, because I did a, a live record that gotcha. was the best stuff as well. Okay. It was cool. It, I, you know, I was young and dumb. Right. And we all were. I just went for the cash grab. Of course. I wasn't really a fan. I was a fan of MOD in high school. Right. And, and uh, I admired what Propane was doing as far as touring and making money. Right. And uh, they were like a machine. They were. Yeah, fucking... and it was like they lured me away from here with money and I was young and dumb and but the funny thing is the first gig I did with them Prong offered me a gig oh shit and they got all upset because I took to- I took uh what the fuck's his name Tommy Tommy Prong no uh who cares next yeah one of the one of the members gave me his number and the, the guys propane saw it and they're like what the fuck oh, I'm shit. like dude I'm a free agent you know yeah but yeah. at that point I was just looking for the next come up I was just young and dumb but I wanted to make a name so yeah but this was the, you know, the, this is what I'm probably most known for. Okay. But propane was cool. We got to play festivals, Fuck and make some records, and uh, some chart, you know, top fifty records in Europe. Right. And, Sick. Uh, it, it, it it served its purpose. It helped me establish myself as a guitar player. And Billy established me as a bass player. Not many people can bounce back and forth without looking like a jackass. Right. right. Yeah. That's it. That's my story. It's I'm back. Cool. And you guys, are you guys working on any new materials? I have a couple of... Well, here's the thing. Talk to me, Billy. Traditionally, MOD is my art. Right. And then I take it and develop it skeletally to present them to them so that once we flesh out a physical working structure, right, where you can play and perform. Sure. Just one form. One, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know once they get that, then we start expounding on it. Right. There's always a little bit of... You know, artistic nudging and a lot of, uh, you know, finessing <laughs> as we continue with it. Right. So we are writing new material. I am writing new material. But I'm going to be honest with you. The money and the time to put a record out is over for me. Right. I'm too fucking tired. I mean, I didn't jerk off one fucking time since I've been up in Jersey. And I ain't getting laid. So I've got to do something to bust the nut. So if I can't play guitar right now and I can't jerk off... I'm fucked. So right. I picked up guitar and I worked on a few things. And I have a couple of really brutal things. And I got, I got good friends at a place called Sounds Sound War Studios in Hoboken. Okay. And Laz Pina from El Nino's, my brother. Okay. So, and, uh, you know, he works with Gordon Ansis, who was the guitarist for AF okay. back in the day oh, with sure. his studio and his small record label. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had an interesting conversation about. Go do your thing. Send, go hey, send, send Jason. Yeah, send Jason we, back. We, Rob, I'll be here all night. Bro. We had an interesting conversation about well, how to facilitate growth in the music industry as a new artist. Right. Which is kind of. Which is kind of at this point DIY at all levels. Right. And we found out that both our formulas, one for an established artist and one for a new artist, are based and predicated on what's happening in the industry as far as mathematics, distribution, money marketing, and you know, like collective ad or collateral, uh, collateral ad or collective ad marketing money, just stuff like that, stuff you wouldn't really consider as a musician right. because you don't know anything about the workings of a record label. Right. But if you do... I mean, you're at the point now where you have to say to yourself, what is my plan? And at 55 and dealing with the thing that I talked about yes. with you privately, yes. I, I just choose... 
to facilitate progress. Sure. And so the fastest way to do it is to just do it one or two songs at a time and tour it. Why I got enough not? fucking records. Yeah. How many more fucking songs do I got to write for my fucking fans to go, are you doing anything new? Yeah, fucking your sister in the ass and your mom's tickling my taint with a tongue. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do new. No, I'm not doing a new fucking record. I just pull it out. Right. I haven't even fucking toured yet. Right. But I got songs. You got songs. And, and, I, and honestly, how many people... song that you tour it. Fuck everybody. Hey, right. go, if you don't want to come out, go fuck yourself. Right. Stay home. And go I to a corn it. show. <laughs> yeah, you could do that. What the fuck you want from me? If that's your bag. Yeah, I hear you. That's <laughs> not my bag. Fuck everybody. Dude, if you can't get me on this fucking thing from my volume. Oh, no, you're good. No, I'm just fucking around. I hear you. Yeah. You're one of them guys. I, I guess. A lot of that. What's going on, man? So, so, um, yeah, like I, was, like I was saying, it's like, honestly, how many people, people want to hear hits, no? People want to hear the hits. Well, that's part of it. I mean, and I got so much. I mean, I'm doing what I'm doing. And sure. I, again, the ambition level, it's all predicated on what you want to achieve. Uh, I'm up to about almost 3 million catalog sales at this point. Over almost, oh, It's over 3 million probably. Yeah. We're bigger than the devil now. But it's like whatever. Uh, I still have the desire to write art. But I don't, I don't want to be in a position where the novelty of the album... And I say novelty respectfully, because most people's records after their third or fourth record, if they haven't broke, they never break. Right. You know? Yeah. But the novelty of doing a record, a new album, we're in the studio, we're writing new music, we're ready to go, the fans are gassed up, it's over. Yeah. You can push that all day long, they don't care. You're sitting around talking about it for four months and they've already moved on to 19 new bands. Sure. Because they're like, here's our new single, we'll see you next week. And it's just, how do you compete with that? Yeah. They're younger, they're faster, they're more driven. Yeah. They have no desire to make money, just play. Yeah. How do I compete with that? Right. I can't. You can't. I can knock them out and fuck their girlfriends. Right. But you I can can't always do, do that, Billy. I can't do much more than that at this point. Right. Their business plan is flawless. Right. You and that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have some stuff. You do? Yeah. I have a couple of really ripping songs. I'm going to do one with a single. Uh... Through Elias Pina's record label, a small record label. Okay. Just, and it goes from Cortex in Europe. Okay, sure. So I want to do a seven inch vinyl. Why? I don't give a fuck. I want to do it. That's yeah. why. Yeah, but why not? Why not? I don't give Because you can. Because I, listen, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Right. Done. Yeah. Next. Next. That's it. Why you mine. In, how long have you been in Texas for? 16 years. Why'd you leave New York? You know what? Wow, I actually fucking had you... Fucking you had me exasperated because it's family. It's why I did it. Oh, okay. And I have no problem talking about it. I mean, it's... I love Hoboken more than people could ever imagine. I was a fixer with the old... The old guard of Hoboken. Right. Sure. Family. So it was different. Absolutely. Uh, but those days are gone now. Oh, yeah. But I moved out in 2000. Uh, uh, from Queens, I lived in the same building as Roger and his wife at the time. Okay. When my girlfriend, and it was just, it was, the stress was overwhelming as their relationship was having issues. It made my relationship had issues. Right. And I was just like, not what I want. Right. And so, uh, the, I had a huge fight with the girl I was living with, and she said, look, if you don't want to move to Texas, I don't blame you. I said, you know what? I don't want to stay in fucking Hoboken. I've already experienced Queens and New York City my whole life. Let's go down to Texas together and we'll work on it. Well, we went down to Texas and I worked on it for a while. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to work on it no more. All right. Get out. All right. I'm staying in Texas. There you I go. I came home for a year for the peers, for a job. And uh, I got the, we got the list for the union, the books. They got seized by fucking George Bush Jr., that fucking cocksucker. No shit. Yeah, because the T, the, uh, the Port Authority had to get rid of all of the list, the waiting list for all the Port Authority jobs. When Port Dubai came in to try to buy our our Port Authority after 9-11. No so they were shit. Because Port Authority wouldn't let us build the Twin Towers. Right. And so they said, fuck it. We're going to come in and take it over. And so one of the reasons I left Jersey was because the job fell through. Huh. And then I came back 
to Texas. I was in Texas. I went home for Jersey for six months. Came back to Texas in 2002, and that was it. I ain't going fucking back. I ain't coming back. I come here for this. Watch Fuya Dells play some songs. Go on the road. Come back to Texas. Yeah. I love my dogs. I'm an animal advocate. Are my, you? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm an animal advocate, and uh, you know I was vegetarian for quite a long time, for several eight years. No shit. Yeah. And uh, you know, leaving Hoboken was was it was just time. It, there was a lot of catharsis by doing it, and I felt relieved that the stress of having two thousand dollars a month rent and four hundred and fifty dollars parking. Was just fucking out of control. Yeah, just fuck that. And so I had to out make three thousand a month just to eat, sure, and live. Yeah, and it was almost impossible if it wasn't for my guys. Right. You know. Yeah. I did all this the, the site job stuff. Yeah. Right. Three so. grand a month minimum. And that was when. That and was, was two thousand and two. Oh, it's so I'm down in Austin. Austin's a third of a third of the cost of living is New York. You don't have the insane insanity or the the aspect of New York that you like. Right. But I. And I love New York, of course. But my dogs take precedent. I have my grandkids are down in in, uh, in Texas with my daughter. Okay. Who's newly divorced? And Shit I got happens. And I got dogs. It does. But I'm gonna, does. I'm doing the right thing. That's it. Right. And uh, I mean, I love. I love my family aspect of my life, which is why anything that I'm going to do, it has to have. Equal value somewhere as my family, and it's not never, and it's never been monetary. Even though I, I mean, I'm like everyone else. I love money. Don't get me wrong. Mod makes a lot of money. Don't kid yourself. Right. But uh, I share it equally because you right. can't go on a road. I'm not going on a road with douchebags. Right. So I pay the right. And you guys. gotta make some. Look, I pay the right money. guys. I pay them the same money as me, and they know what's up. Yeah. And like, like I was telling you before, like when I first got here, it's like. Nobody, we're not fucking 18 years old no, It's over. You know, it's over. You know, play for nothing, this, that, and the other thing. Do a yeah, fucking scene. I had a friend of mine say, you want me to play a mortgage? Listen, I had a friend of mine say, you want to play my birthday party? I go, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Fucking birthday. Go fuck you. Yeah, that's I'll bad. tell you what, I'll take the cake and I'll shove it up your mother's cunt. See? Again yeah. with the mother's cunt. Listen, he's choking over there. Right. If, you, if you want, I could do it to fucking Oprah. Nah, you shove it you, cunt. I think you love this fucking Oprah, bro. Oh, I'd fuck Oprah hard. Oh my god, dude. She go, you have a new car! Every time I bang her out. I fucking hammer her fucking hole. Oh my god, this is, there's something wrong with you, bro. Why not? Hey, why not? Better than jerking off. I guess so. I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. I'd question that, though. That's a fucking brutal fucking little decision to have to make. Where's your fucking guitar player? Um, he's... Who? Not that retard. That guy. That guy's a retard. We don't talk to retards. Oh, yeah, no. We, 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 that that is. He's stay, getting, that, that, that's staying off yeah. of this episode. Hey, listen. Uh, what's that? See, now I was gonna say if you could spill the beat because this isn't gonna come Jason's out. Jason's so. picking up his guitar right now up the street, so it'll be about twenty minutes. All right, good shit. You can ask him something privately. I don't give a fuck. I don't need to be around him. No. He knows his shit. Yeah, fuck him. John look, Picard looking fuck. Tell him to fucking hurry the fuck up. He knew we were doing this. Yeah. Tell him smart enough. Well, here's the thing. He came up. It's, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no niggas. Listen. You, you, you live up in New York. You, you There's things you do. Right? Right. It ain't bullshit. Right. You know, just think that, oh, this two miles in New York at five o'clock, it's right there. It's Nigga, not there. It might as well be fucking Beirut. And you'll launch an MX missile hit Beirut from fucking New Jersey faster than you'll go two fucking miles of traffic in fucking Brooklyn. And he fucking, he goes two miles. It's got to be in Brooklyn. It's in fucking Midtown. We just went to fucking Midtown. Right. The next fucking question. It, uh, I haven't asked one question. All right, whatever. Have an answer one question. It doesn't take a lot to get Billy spot. Oh, forget it. I just want to fucking scream and hope I don't shit in my underwear. <laughs> I only got one pair of underwear with me today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen. Oh, my God. Fuck. So I was going to say, well, since we have a couple of people in here that are just quietly observing, which thank you, fellas. 
I was going to ask you, I don't know if you want to spill the beans. What, what, what the fuck are you going to play tonight? You want to spill those beans? I, I can smell someone smoking pot, which is awesome. Yeah, someone smell them smoking pot. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but in all honesty, what we're doing is this, because it's a 30-year anniversary show. It's weed, not a joint, right? It's, it's not a, no tobacco in it? No. Sure. All weed. Homegrown. Homegrown. I mean, that question. <laughs> I hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like you were right, saying, so it's, it's like a, it's a thirty year. So this is the thing. Like for the last five years, I uh, I'm even talking to the fucking guys in the room now. Yeah. For the last five years, <laughs> I worked on that record, the busted, broken American record. I wrote, I worked on that record as my dog died of cancer. And I canceled all my touring, including nine festivals. What was the name of the dog? Oh, Buster. Rest, nope. in, rest in peace, Buster. We're going to dedicate Buster this and Emily. to well, Buster and Emily the dogs. Listen, my, my dogs toured with me everywhere. I took thousands of pictures with fans with them everywhere. I've walked into shows where people are like, look, it's Buster and Emily. I'm like, what am I, fucking, a fucking jar of fucking piss or something? Hi, I'm Billy. They're a my jar, dogs. A jar of piss. A jar of piss. All right. Buster. Should be a new MOD song. He doesn't burn your elbow with a joint. Fuck it, man. It's Brooklyn. <laughs> Fuck it. It's Brooklyn? Is that what you said? Yep. All right. Yeah, but, you know, I thought we'd do something fun to get out on the road. Right. I did get offered to do an SOD reunion. Yeah, what happened with that? Uh, we, we were speaking privately over Mexican food. And I mean, you, you, you touched on that. Look, what happened? It's simple. They're not my friend. Any of you guys ever see my questions in the New York Hardcore Chronicles? Yes. I mean, I'd be, I'm honest. I don't want I'm 55. What do I give a fuck if you don't like my answers? They're my fucking answers. Now, I don't know about that, but I just keep it me. But, you know, the truth is they're not nice to the fans. And I'm a New York Hardcore legacy. I was there in the very beginning. I bounced psychos. I played even before that, three, four years before that, I was in Avenue A. In 1980. What was your first band ever? I was the original singer for You Ready? I'm right. Hinkley's Fan Club. Sick. And I was the original singer after that. You ready? Ready. I was the original singer for Cause for Alarm. Sick. Shout out to Rob Kabula. Yeah, Rob Kabula. And then I left Cause for Alarm because they wanted Cherokee. Right. Uh, uh, and, you know, much love to Cherokee, by the way. Okay. We know we lost Ch- Cherokee last year. Yes. Uh, and I was very cool with that. And I, w- I went from singing in Hinkley's fan club. That's like one of the greatest names ever. Sing- you see, I was never, I've, I've always been a pro Republican, but if you understand Republicans, you don't understand the government or the Republican Party. It's totally different. I'll explain it to you one day when you have hair on your balls. <laughs> but until that time, let me finish. Uh, I had played bass, uh, sang in the Cause for Alarm, and they wanted Cherokee to sing because they wanted the tour, and they were like, you know, you're a Republican, and I was like, that's cool, I, I don't give a fuck, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, And I so know. I wound up playing the gig for the Psychos, and Roger Moret came up to me, who I knew forever, and he came up to me, and goes, Billy, I'm leaving this, I haven't told those guys yet, I'm leaving to go play, sing for Agnostic Front, and that point, you know, it was Diego at that point was yep. singing, and, uh... Diego uh, had just was getting ready to get fired. Roger uh, was going to sing for AF, right. and and uh, Roger said, "Billy, why don't you uh, why don't you let me introduce you to um, to the guys in the Psycho, Steve Skitzo and Billy Psycho, and Big Rob, the singer." And I said, "Fuck yeah, man!" And I went and played bass, and I did the Don Fury record, "One Big City." Where I played on the Psycho songs. Sick. So I I did the original New York hardcore compilation, the second one, for One Big City with the Psychos, where I played on two songs. So I played on, like, we released a six-song demo on uh, my MilanoMosh.com. It's free, of course, because I give everything away. Right. You can download it for free. I know some people are selling it, uh, but, you know, it's there for free, just like the first MOD show is up there for free. The very first demo's been up there uh, live shows been up there for free for seven years, right? And you know, and, uh, since two, ten years since two thousand and seven, right? Uh, but you know, I got into those bands and I played bass and I was playing bass for the Psychos and that's when the whole thing with um, <clears throat> the SOD guys came to to uh, Anthrax and Metallica came to Lam- uh, to CBGBs 
and they were hanging out and they were talking about beating them up because they had long hair and I'm like, I just, all I could think about myself was that's just the same as saying get that nigger right it's just as fucking offensive and I've never been a racist person I've always been very in your fucking face right I don't give a fuck right I'm sitting here talking about eating fucking spuyadel out of Oprah's asshole right on the fucking radio right? <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck you know I'm busting balls I'm alive today but that's that was kind of bigoted and my friends were bigoted. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I have to stand up for these guys because my mom and my dad are expecting me to. Yeah. And so I stood up with Rob Kabula and Big Charlie Hawkins. Big Black Charlie. Yeah. I brought Charlie into the New York hardcore scene. Yeah. I met him in Queens. Uh, I, we all jumped in to protect them with the cycles when they got jumped. Yeah. There's a bunch of skinheads jumped them in Queens and we kicked their asses in that club. It was great. That's when I was still I was still good enough that I could still fight. Now I got to poke you in the fucking eye, yeah. kick you in the balls. That's how you got to do. But I win that way, though. That's how you do win. But, you know, that, that situation, everything just elevated from that situation. I met those guys, became friends with those guys. I brought James Hetfield on my shoulders in the pit. Sick. In the CBGBs. He looked like a little fucking daffodil in his sister's pants. <laughs> you know? I was, his hair was just going like this. It was this high. Because he was whipping it so fast. Nice. And I picked him up. I go, get on. He goes, what? I go, get on. I put him on my shoulders. And I went moshed around the pit. It was brutal. But nice. the psychos I was playing with at that time, I played a show at CBGB's open for Agnostic Front. Those guys were there. Yeah. And the bass player from Metallica, Cliff Burton, came up to me and he said, Hey, you know what? You're a really fucking good bass player. And I said, I'm all right. He goes, I just I just had fun with it. He yeah. goes, That's why you're really good. Yeah. And uh, I didn't show it to you tonight because that's not my bass. Oh, but, no? Yeah. Yeah, I came in. You were horrible. I hate the way it's set up. Socks, pick suck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate his strap. But, you know, I, just, I, met this, well, I met those guys. I was the bass player for the Psychos. And they said to me, uh, we were doing our hardcore record. I go, you need a bass player? They said, no, we need a singer. I'm like, I'll sing. And they said, can you sing? And I said, no, but I can't play bass either. And right. you just fucking saw me on stage. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I walked myself. Look, I'll be, for all bullshit aside. Yeah. All right? I'll say this aspect of my business is absolutely factual. Talent in the entertainment industry is optional. Right. Oh, it's no, about no, opportunity no, and drive. Sure. I forced my way into all these situations to the point of where I'm at now. Right. And I still turn down a lot of shit. Here's some shit I've turned down in the years as a musician. I was asked by Chris Williamson if I would sing for the band that Dweezil Zappa was doing with the two, the bass player and the drummer from the Ramones. Oh, no shit. And I turned it down. And you know what? I fucking regret that. Do you? I turned down movies. I turned down School of Rock. I, I got asked to do School of Rock, and I was like, You I were going to be fucking Jack Black? No, I was going to be <laughs> Professor Mosh. Sick. And I just didn't want to be involved with Hollywood because of the whole pedophilia shit. I don't drive. I'm a victim. I'm a child victim of crime. You understand me? I don't like those fucking people. Right. They need to be killed. Absolutely. But uh, I just don't like that Hollywood history. It's dirty, and those people are ugly to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. What else did you turn down? I turned down a play on Broadway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do, sing opera? I can sing opera. Can you? Absolutely. I believe it. I'm, I'm not classically trained, but I did do this. I did deal with opera, an opera trainer, to get my breather up, my breathing up. And they said to me, your voice is insane, that you're, because you're bombastic in volume. You're louder than any opera singer I've ever met. Right. Because when I was showing them how I sing, they was like, what the fuck? It's yeah. like 120 dB. It's brutal. I'm very, very loud. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a total New York thing. You think? Yeah, you think? Maybe? But, uh, you know, I was, I trained a little bit. I took the breathing lessons for it. And then he was like, do this, do this. He goes, now do it to this. And he'd go, do. And he'd give me the note to sing. Do. And it would be like, oh, oh. You know? And then I did, hey. And when I could do that for a minute, that's a high C over E, by the way. Okay. That's the note that Disney pays for. 
Oh shit! Yeah. So is it? That every fucking song they've ever done is a high C over E end. Every Pavarotti note is a high C. V Shalom. I can't. I gotta get it. You gotta really. You gotta really get that in. You gotta be in a position. That's why opera singers stand. So their diaphragm fully. You see that? I was just being like a half of a wise ass talking about opera. And then oh, look I love it, opera. And then look what we did. So what play was it? Do you remember what play you got? You turned. Down? I don't remember. No. Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was. A, it, t- it turned out to be something else as a as an independent film. Nice. Good shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. Listen, I love. I, I, could, I. There's a lot of opportunity out there. You just gotta have the courage to follow it. Right. And you know, and ch- chase it down. I mean, I don't consider myself. Uh, all my for all my bravado, right? Right. I'm, I do. I'm very mother and father family, right? You know. Yeah. You know, all my the Billy Milano people understand is not is not me, right? Of course. You know, it's a I character. It. I get it. It's wrestling. I used to it's come like out on stage. Gimmick. I used to come out on stage with the, the Hulk Hogan's music playing bass, right? Sick. Fuck it. Yeah, it's like a half a gimmick. It was people, something. People gotta understand that people can't separate that shit. You know what I mean? Nowadays. Yeah, yeah but the setlist we're gonna do. Alright. It's like this. You're actually gonna spill the beans? No, we're gonna do like an SOD MOD set. Right. It's literally eight MOD songs, eight SOD songs. Sick. And uh, we're doing a 30 year composite of the shows. Only because I did turn down a 30 year reunion with SOD. Yeah. And the MOD reunion is now 32 instead of 30. Right. I just say, fucking, they didn't get to see the 30. Let's just go do the 30. Fuck it. And so, I, in all honesty, look, every time I look at things, I try to be fair to the fans. Done. Right. I hear that one thing every time I sit, I try, I get behind my van driving. Without the fans, we're nothing. Without the fans, we're nothing. Without the fans, we're nothing. Gene Simmons. Without the fans, we're nothing. But he says it, without the fans, we're nothing. You know? And he's <laughs> yeah. making millions. I'm not making millions. Right. But without the fans, we're nothing. Absolutely. And so, you know, I do, I try to sell my stuff reasonable. I try to, I always try to keep the door price down. Yeah. People always harp on me. Billy, you know, you can do so much more. We could charge 18. No, 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 no. Right. I've never done music for that specific intent. Right. And when every time we tried to put an SOD reunion back together, that's what would happen. It came down to the brass tacks of, well, if we charge this, then we get that. And if they do this, we can get it up. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You want to make money. Who doesn't? We're not in high school. Kabish. Kabish. Right. Kabish. Kabish. Ungabi. Right. Nice. Right. All right, well, listen. We're just under an hour, which is fucking cool. Now, you did say you turned down a lot of things, this, that, and the other thing. But before, when I first came in, you told me this is the only thing that you're going to do, the only interview slash podcast that you're doing, period, and finished. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I I mean, I, I don't do interviews. Right. You know, I do here and there. If I, I know, know a guy. I call this an interview. We yeah, just shoot the shit. I, I, know, I know people. I see, I see a guy that I've seen for 25 years, yeah. and he's like, hey, Billy, you know, I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I'll do that. Sure. But I don't want to have you. This is your schedule. My schedule is to get to the venue right. without crashing my van so go. I can get home at the end of the tour to my dog, to my grandkids. There you go. And that's it. And that's my, that's my goal. Okay. And we'll get out there and say hello, and I'll tell everybody how much Obama sucked balls <laughs> and how Bill Clinton shoved a cigar in a woman's vagina. Right. You remember that when he did that? I wasn't there. I heard a couple, two, yeah, three things it. about it. You should have seen his face when they asked him that in his in his in his uh, all in his the blood came out of his like face. This. He said this: "I'll stick by my original answer. I did not have sex with that woman. Right? But shoving a cigar in your cunt that don't count. Maybe right. I'll go hang out with his daughter. Right. I got a nice cigar. Do you? Yeah. I don't want to know. Hey, hey. This shit don't work anymore anyway. No, like I, of course not. A couple, couple, two, three blue pills. Oh, yes, and now they want you to have a, take a pill to get it hard on. You know what? I forget it. Yeah. You want to end this off? 
Do, do you want to, to throw out maybe a couple? I, I know I probably can't put an SOD song, or can I? Am I going to get in trouble by Charlie and Scotty? You'll have this. Hey, can I tell you now? I'll we, get cease and desist letters. Yeah. Then, it fucks, then it fucks up my numbers of my. And I don't like that. Listen, I'm very, I'm very anal retentive when it comes I gotta to be show. honest with you, and I'll and I'll say this specifically about Scott and Charlie. Talk to me, Billy. While we, <laughs> while I'd be the first one to tell you the truth about how much I don't like them, and I don't. To simply put, is they're not my friends. Right. They're not my circle of, of camaraderie. Right. They don't understand this. Right. Because they've never taken the time to understand this, and they never had the opportunity to actually be this. Right. Right. And so they don't understand dignity right. for everybody. Right. <clears throat> but I will say this, all joking aside. Without a doubt, when it comes to SOD, even though they're a bunch of blood-sucking motherfuckers, and they are, I know specifically and truthfully that they love what SOD is. Right. They just don't like dealing with me because I keep reminding them that I'm different than them. Right. I'm the king that came and conquered. They were born, and I took it from them with one jump off the fucking PA. And now everybody fucking knows who's the fucking king. <laughs> Yo, on that note, what MOD song am I going to fucking end this with? Much love, everybody. Much love. We're over here now. <laughs>